Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Welcome to space, Ray. Wait, wait, okay, wait, turn on the oxygen supply. That's not how space works. <clears throat> yeah, that's how your spacesuit works. That's how my spacesuit works. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mock Footage. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Joseph Langlois, and this week we will be discussing Alien. My name is Ray DeRoso, and I don't know how space works. Oh, okay, well, let me tell you. It's a vacuum. Now, do you know what a vacuum is? It's a thing that eats dirt and yeah. grime from the floor. Yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tell me everything you know about Alien right now. Alien is a horror movie starring Sigourney Weaver and her space crew as they fight the titular alien on their spaceship as they're returning from a su- supply trip from the moon. They beat the alien, but the alien has babies, and then that continues in Alien 2. Okay. And now They're picked I... off one at a time. Okay. I on know a you know that the sequel is not called Alien 2. What is it called? It's not! Oh, it's Aliens! <laughs> <laughs> it's Aliens! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> it's because there's multiple babies, and there's a pyramid, right. I think, and... No, <laughs> Do I know more about Alien 2, also known as Aliens? Probably. Or is that, or is that Alien versus Predator that the pyramid is in? The p- Predator pyramid. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. But in the first one, there's one alien on the spaceship that they're fighting off as they return from a supply trip to the moon. What were they gathering at the moon? Oh no! They were dropping stuff off for the space oh, okay, for the okay, moon okay. colony from Earth. They're coming. Yes. Okay. And, and while they were at the moon, an alien like stowed away. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Right as they're leaving, we all know what the alien looks like. Do you know what the alien is called? The the, the brood queen. The brood queen. Yes, that's right. Um, and which what... you know you would think they they would know that it's gonna hatch. Alien babies at some point, but right. no one ever talks about it. Does it introduce itself as the Brood Queen? And they're like, oh, okay. It can't communicate with them, okay. Joe. It's an yeah. alien. It has an alien. It has alien foreign language. But it um, is the humanistic version of an alien where there's a mouth, teeth, a tongue, kind of like uh, uh, the symbiote. Wait, from... tell me more about its tongue. It's uh, it's a tongue? It's just it's just it's a, a tongue. good tongue? Like, like Venom? Venom, th- yeah, the symbiote from yeah, Venom. Right, right, um, okay. Yeah, it's a long tongue. It can do tongue things. Uh-huh. Like... Is there anything the tongue can do that a regular tongue can't do? Okay, so I've heard that some people's tongues can do that, but this, but I don't believe it. But I know that the alien can do this. It can unscrew screws from a vent with okay. its tongue. Okay. I really thought you were going to say, like, it can scrunch it up to make it look like a clover. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lucky target. <laughs> okay, um 
Does it have any other powers outside of having a, a long tongue that it can unscrew vent screws with? It can do movie magic where it disappears and appears very quickly because okay. it's the the alien. So it's fast. It's fast. It also just devours humans. Okay. Oh, it just devours humans. Just chomp chomp. Is that Two the bites. only? So there's one alien that kind of hunts them down, one by one, and then there is like a hatch, a hatched brood at the end of the movie, which leads into aliens. Yes. Um, is that is that it? Is that it for the enemy presence? Is there anything else? I mean, there's infighting amongst the team on what they need to do. Okay. Um, there's like seven of them, and like some of them are picked off early, but they need to decide whether or not to bring. If they can't kill the alien, is bringing it to Earth a good idea? Oh, and so like two, one of the ideas is to just like blow up the whole ship to make right. sure the alien doesn't run rampant. Yes. Um, and they don't do that. Instead, they manage to to burn off its entire face brain because. The brain is located in the head of this alien, because mm-hmm. because um, and they burn it off with the thrusters that are outside of the ship. They oh. lure it outside. Yeah, Sigourney so Weaver. So the alien can survive outside the spaceship. Yes. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't survive intense thousand degree heat. Right, right. Jet engine fuel on anything is going to leave a mark, at least. Right. So it dies, and then you know the alien. The, the alien's tummy is intact, so mm-hmm. that, that the body's there at the end. And, you know, as the, the I don't know, the police? Like, who who would be in charge of this? The the, and the men in black? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, 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 who are they called? Not, um, NASA. Kind of, okay, NASA. NASA friends. The NASA friends right. are coming in to check out the damage. And they see that the alien's stomach is bursted open. Oh, okay. So that's what they see at the end of the movie. It's like, even though the thing was already dead, like, like there's probably a line about one of the scientists being like, this rupture happened post-mortem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, is it this one where the alien pops out of the person's stomach, or is that aliens or alien versus predator? I need or, you to tell me that. Or does it happen in every single movie as a comedic gag? I need you to tell me that. It happens in every single movie as a gag, except this one. Okay. Because you no saw aliens. you saw Alien vs. Predator, right? I don't know. Okay. Maybe I re- distinctly remember a pyramid. Okay. There's AVP, a pyramid in one of the movies. AVP I was the first Alien movie that I saw, which I know is a bit a bit of a problem, but Joe, um, it's AVPM. It's a very Potter musical. Get it right. Come on now. Um, <laughs> so tell me more about the crew. You said there's like seven of them to start, and maybe maybe one of them gets killed off by infighting, and the rest get killed off by the alien. How many are how many crew members are there at the end of the movie? Four. Four. Okay, so it's only three. Weaver. Die. Yes, it's Sigourney Weaver who is not the leader, but ends up becoming the de facto leader after the, leader, um, after the captain. The, cap- dies. the captain dies. Okay. Oh, excuse me. There's the two research friends. One of them dies because she wants to inspect and befriend the alien and boom, dead. Okay. What are their names? Don't do this to me. 
Uh, Come on. Seven. I need seven names. I don't need Sigourney Weaver's name. That's fine. There's John Hatch, who is the captain. Okay. And he dies partway through. Well, mm-hmm. earlier than partway through. Yeah, you I know. feel like he's probably the first death, right? Or maybe Not, the maybe the research. The, he's friend. like the third, the oh, second okay. or third. The the research friend Daisy Montgomery is the first death. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is one of the it's not the pilot, but like the whoever the the second pilot friend. Like the first know? mate. The first mate. Jason Teague uh gets uh killed off unceremoniously while okay. he walks away. Um, you know, to check something, and we his death happens off screen. Oh, okay. And then they like try to call him on the radio, and there's no response. Mm-hmm. And then we maybe see we don't know his... for a while what happened to him. Mm-hmm. We see half his body at some mm-hmm. point. Okay. The bottom half of his body is just, you know, it's the legs. Yeah. It's the legs, and his badge also there by his legs. Because how else are you going to identify someone if they don't have their badge? Right, right. That's why you should always have your ID and or state license, folks. Mm-hmm. And then who's the last death is the captain, Captain John Hatch. Okay. And, yes. um, and then there's Sigourney Weaver's character and three others, the other research friend mm-hmm. and who else? An engineer. Uh, the, are they all humans? Kind, yes, they're all humans. Um, the, hold on. I don't know how ships work. Hold on. There's no flight attendant. No, not on this uh, one. Not on this one. <laughs> just a just a crew, probably. Oh, the um, oh, what are they called? The he's a he's the one who he's like not the ah the one who like gets the resources on and off the the ship the supplies the supply boy. Uh, okay. What are those called? So, probably not a quartermaster. No, but, you know, when if if you're working in, like, a, a like, factory, it's, like, one of those people carrying boxes yeah. in a commercial. Him. Okay. <laughs> I like don't, a, I don't think he gets an official, like, title. Like, as, just... uh, I mean, I worked in distribution for years, so I should find, I should be able to, to spin up something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, ship bay technician, the bay technician. How the, about the that? The cargo, the cargo friend. Yeah. A cargo, a car stop, car. The cargo Go captain. slowly a little bit at a yellow light. The cargo carrier captain. Yeah. A cargo carrier, a courier, the but courier. not a courier. That's not what that is. The anyway. Super su- the super supply sleep. <laughs> Uh, okay, so... The... the <laughs> tell me more about the alien coming out of the chest. That's not in this one. Okay, that's in AVP? Yeah. Well, that's in Aliens 2 and AVP. Okay, okay. As a silly gag only. Yeah, well, also it has a plot point of, oh no, the aliens can put their eggs Can you tell us. me anything about the music from this movie? It's by... That famous musician composer, whose name is not Steven Spielberg, is it uh, John is it, Williams? Okay, John Williams. Okay, 
Okay. It's it's not this. it's not Danny Elfman again. It I was gonna say Danny Elfman <laughs> I was again. gonna say <laughs> There's no way it's Danny Elfman. If this movie opens with the a, a bug flying a and bug a flying fake, and a, a fake a... town helicopter zoom. I'm gonna throw up. Okay, and that's okay. not just not just because I'm sick. <laughs> okay, um, <sighs> this sounds like the plot is pretty basic. What's the appeal of this movie? Like, are there cool, like, are there is there any clever solutions or or traps for the alien that they lay that that people latch on to or None. is it's, it something about the politics of the intergalactic politics in this in this it, future it's revered as a classic because it's the first of its kind as a sci-fi horror film that takes oh place okay in space okay, okay. like with a, a ship and a, like you know how we have mass effect and uh aliens the deep what deep space what's like it subnautica called? But yeah, no, what's the... Maybe it's just aliens. Oh, Deep Space Nine? Yeah. I don't know what like that is. Like, the scary horror movies that take place on ships and yeah. everyone's dead. Have you seen Deep Space Nine? Is that a movie? Absol- absolutely not. Okay. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it all stemmed from here. I thought it was a video game. What's that creepy video game with the... An- is it Alien? I think it's Alien. I think you're thinking oh, of Alien. <laughs> I'm thinking of an Alien oh, video oh, game. Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of uh, 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 Dead Space. Dead Space, yes. Dead Space Nine. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's been nine in the franchise. Um, Everyone thinks that the next one's going to be the last Dead Space, but great. they keep making more. What's your favorite line in this movie? Um, I almost said, it's eating him, it's eating, it's going to eat me, oh my god, but that's not this movie. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Trolls 2. <laughs> yeah, that's Trolls 2. Uh, <laughs> Is that actually Trolls 2? That's Trolls 2. I've never seen Trolls 2. I don't think a lot of people have, but everyone knows that that line is from Trolls 2. Oh my god! For some reason, I thought about the new Trolls is what we were talking about for a second. But no, you're right. It's the old Trolls movie. Um... Oh, I can't say the my favorite line because it's a swear when when Sigourney Weaver kicks the alien into the thrusters. Well, give me me the censored version. Give me the, the cut for TV version. See you in space, hell cowboy. <laughs> okay. You uncensor that in your brain now, you will. This is a really important where, where the comma is. Is it after hell, see you in space, hell cowboy? Or is it see you in space, hell cowboy? There you go. You got it. Okay. <laughs> see you in space, hell cowboy. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go. <laughs> let's go eat some popcorn. The snack of astronauts. Heyo, we're here in the popcorn break, and that means I get the opportunity to tell you about a couple of the sponsors of this show, people that help support us, help us grow, and help us keep in to do what we do. One of those fine folks that I'd like to tell you about first is the podcast Comradical. Comradical is an educational podcast about socialism that seeks to take the high concept theories and ideas behind socialism and make them into easy to digest comical bits. And in doing so, they hope to clear up the misconceptions and myths about socialism and maybe learn a few things along the way. And of course, in case you missed it, 
Comradical is a clever little portmanteau of the word comrade and radical, because it's for radical comrades, which, by the end of listening to everything this show has to offer, you will definitely become one if you aren't already. It's definitely entertaining, it's definitely interesting, um, and it's a low commitment, too. It's only a monthly podcast, so you don't have to worry about keeping up on it every week and every every other week, just like all your other podcasts. You get this, this great little piece of philosophy once a month and move on with your life. It's hosted by Haley Rose and Johnny Samiavati, and again, it is available once a month on Lunar Light Studio. Seize the means, stay comradical. And next, I would like to tell you about Force Friends Rewatch. Force Friends Rewatch is a brand new podcast that has recently joined the ranks of Lunar Light Studio. They, they joined us just at the tail end of 2019 and are making a splash here with us in the new year. On Force Friends Rewatch, two pals sit down and deep dive into Star Wars TV shows. From Rebels to The Mandalorian and Ewoks to Resistance... Come join these friends as they nerd out over all the Star Wars shows. That is hosted by Ryan and Andy. Andy, you may recognize from Ending Pending, another show here on Lunar Light Studio. And uh, yeah, it's really excellent. I myself am not an enormous fan of Star Wars. I, I like it just fine, but I've never been like totally taken in. But they are very charming and very friendly, and they have really good opinions about things. Uh, so if you like Star Wars at all, or even if you don't and you just want to learn about it, listen to Force Friends Rewatch. It's it's very wholesome, and I would highly recommend it. And that can be found on Lunar Light Studio. Those episodes drop every other Friday. So go ahead and give it a listen, and uh, maybe it'll be your new favorite podcast. And since they've brought us out to space anyway, we might as well wrap up this popcorn break and get back to the show. I've got one thing to say, Ray, and that is, <sighs> that's funny because they were in space and it's hard to breathe in space because there's no vacuum. Mm-hmm. That's the there. joke. That's the whole joke. It sucked. Uh, even more the second time. What do you uh-huh. think uh-huh. of Alien, Ray? My neck hurts. Yeah, yeah. My... <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I feel like you know I just worked out or something, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, like there's that release of tension. Except after. the tension's still there and it's creeping back in. Nah, nah. I just got free and let it go, right? Uh, maybe go. I just need to work out after this. God, I really liked Alien. I will never watch it again. I'm telling you now. <laughs> it's very good. Not for me. I. It's been a long time since I've oh, seen this movie, and it's gosh. wild how much like was burned into my memory. How much? How many specific lines and specific scenes stuck with me? So I don't like, know that what, you have what, to watch uh, it. Well, again. do a plot, and then I want to know what stuck. What you remembered? Okay. Um, okay. So. The mining vessel, some kind of commercial vessel, is traveling through space, and they are awoken from cryosleep when they, when the ship receives a signal coming from some intelligent life form. 
and uh, they it's in their contract that they have to go investigate it and try to rescue whatever is broadcasting it or deal with it at least or they won't get paid so they land on this planet and they find a crashed ship and when they go onto the crashed ship uh, well I should explain a little bit about who they are there are there are seven members of the crew there's Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver. There's Lambert. There's uh, Brett and Parker, who work in engineering. There's Dallas, the captain. And there's Kane, who's, I think, the first mate. And then played there's also... John Hurt. Yes. And then there's also Jones, the cat. And I'm not going to talk about Ash, the android science officer, as though he's a member of the crew, because he's, because he's a not. dirty little jerk. Anyway... <laughs> Um, <laughs> a milk drinking dirty little jerk <laughs> so the they go to the this planet surface and they find this crashed alien ship and they see this big tall man who's dead in the alien ship on some apparatus and they notice that his chest has been exploded outward and then they find all these alien eggs down in there and while they're in there they notice that the message is an might be a warning not so much a cry for help but a warning to stay away perhaps and then one of the eggs bursts open and uh john hurt is inflicted with uh (laughs) something is attached to his face disease and this thing puts him into a coma but keeps him alive so they're not really sure what to do and from there, um, things start to escalate as Ash, the science officer, kind of refuses commands from Ripley and seems more interested. Well, he's just not exactly interested in the survivability of the crew. And uh, Kane wakes up a little while later and the thing that had attached himself to its face died weirdly um but then a little bit after he wakes up uh he is inflicted with uh things gonna explode out of my chest disease and then a little baby alien shoots out of his chest and he dies and then the baby alien scurries away and it's really silly despite how scary it is Mm -hmm. um and then the crew is picked off one by one and it is revealed through this process that Ash is a synthetic organism. He's a cyborg and he's taking new orders from the company that prioritizes the uh, safe return of this perfect organism, this, this alien creature um, over like over even the lives of the crew. That's the, that's the most important thing is getting this thing back probably for their weapons department. At one point Ripley theorizes Um, and they are all slowly picked off until the only surviving crew members are Ripley and Jones, the cat and Ripley starts the self-destruct sequence on the ship, which is something that Ray called, um, (laughs) and then saves Jones, the cat and gets onto a like escape pod, smaller shuttle thing. And then She's on it, and she's like, all right, I'm cool. The ship blew up, 
and the alien's dead, everyone's dead, it's cool. But then the alien's actually on that ship with her, and uh, then she has to send it out into space and then burn it up using one of the jet engines, <laughs> which is also something that Ray called. <laughs> you know. And so then Ripley stuff. and Jones the cat live uh, and presumably get back to Earth. At the end of the movie, they are going to sleep to finish their journey. Now, I loved it, Joe. There is one thing I'd like to fix okay. in your plot synopsis. Ash was most likely an android and not an and cyborg because cyborgs oh, are you're usually people right. with with cyber parts. You're absolutely the right. A cyborg cyber is a cybernet- yes, a cybernetically enhanced person whereas an android is a person made from scratch out of robot parts. Yeah. Uh, he was a synth version 3 if you play Fallout 4. <laughs> he, he, uh, oh, I didn't know there were androids in Fallout. Passed the he passed the Turing test. He made everyone think he was a ro- or he was a human, including the fact that like he wakes up with the rest of the crew. The crew the, the movie opens up with the crew waking up from cryo sleep and Ash is among those people even though he wouldn't need to be if he's a robot. But um, he was planted there by the organization to make sure that this scientific mission was executed over the direct orders of even the captain of the ship and over the lives of the ship. So so the real enemy of this film was capitalism. Yes, truly. Of course. Um, um, and to kind of quickly dip into some of the things that stuck with me, the ship exploding three times at the end <laughs> was so over the top fireworks show. It was very campy, but it was very good. Um, <laughs> and the, like the scene at the end with Sigourney Weaver running back and forth, trying to rescue Jones and the klaxon spinning and the lights flashing um, stuck with me. And the scene where, it's revealed that Ash is an android and Lambert said he was talking about the alien and Lambert said, you admire it. And he calls it the perfect organism because it has a a seemingly unbeatable mix of qualities that make it this unstoppable killing machine. Um, I, I don't know why that makes it the perfect organism Ash, but you know, whatever. Your philosophy is clearly different than mine, and you died in a movie, so haha. Ray? You stinky milk boy. You stinky milk boy. I want you to tell me some of your thoughts about it. I, I'm, like, super into this whole milk thing. I don't... It, it's not like they were setting things up with Ash to be an android early on, but there were, like, multiple scenes of him drinking milk, and that <laughs> comes back when they knock off his head and there's milk spurting out of his it's, neck and head. I think the synth, And it's gross. I don't think that it was milk. I, I hate to I hate to burst your bubble, but I It was milk-esque for the, us. I think the synths in the alien universe just have, like, white blood. Like, they have white coolant or whatever listen just let me have this okay he was drinking a lot of milk i love it i love it really i do uh but maybe it was milk (laughs) what what better way to to act like you're human human than to drink milk Mm -hmm. the one thing that won't clog up in your parts milk i really enjoyed jones the cat i think jones the cat was the best part of this (laughs) I love, okay, she, 
So she starts the self-destruction sequence. Ripley starts the self-destruction sequence at the end of the movie. And the ship's like, you got ten minutes till this thing explodes. Also, you have five minutes to change your mind. And she goes to try to save Jones. And then the alien is like, right there. Also, the alien is called a xenomorph, right? It was not established in this movie, but just so you know, it's called a xenomorph. Um, Isn't that those that comic book series where the nope that's animorphs nope okay (laughs) (laughs) never mind Um, so then the alien's right there and she's like oh no i gotta go back and turn off the self-destruct sequence so i have more time to save jones the cat and she gets there but she's not able to stop it in time so now she's only got five minutes and she goes back to save Jones the cat anyway. <laughs> and she yes. is able to do so. It adds an extra 10 minutes to the movie, but it's the only 10 minutes I actually care about. But while she's going <laughs> back there, that's when the xenomorph sneaks onto the shuttle. To take a little nappy. To take a little nappy, I guess. I don't know if it was injured or something. It seemed to be at not at full power at the end of the movie. Um, maybe, like, Parker got in a good punch or something before he was got maybe i don't know i the tension in this movie never drops it does as soon as it starts okay there's no you're right it really doesn't i really didn't breathe and feel the release until she was like saying her like this is the final Mm -hmm. log when you were like okay she's on the ship she put jones away she's (sighs) safe i'm like no she's not stop it you were like no you started that you were like it's not over it's not over there wasn't a final confrontation i'm like no ray it's fine (laughs) there has to be a final confrontation with the alien there has it's a movie it's it's as though it's as as though the movie extended itself so that you could be right about the alien getting burned (laughs) up in the jet engine i don't know like i like the characters they were fine they were they were there they're a ragtag crew they all had their little personalities they all got picked off one of one at a time because yep. that's how a horror movie goes. Yep. I really appreciate that the movie took time at the beginning to establish the threat first. Yeah. With like them going to the distress signal and then the the whole thing with Kane and then the bursting out of the stomach and then they're like, Well, this yeah. is a problem. <laughs> and then the alien grows to six feet in like ten minutes. The fit yeah, that was weird. The thing, the thing never comes out of nowhere. Like it's right. always because a mistake was made or somebody took less care than they should have, and it's always like, oh, or because I see. a dirty I milk boy I mean. said no, right? And I, like Ray, it's Ash is never super likable, but watching the movie, I know you said you didn't want to watch this movie a second time, but watching it a second time and watching Ash's facial expressions throughout the movie is. It's it's a different watch. I will tell you what. Is it okay? Like, did you suspect him of being like he was clearly not great? I didn't trust him, especially with the whole I'm I'm disobeying orders right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To let them in that that was super shady. That was the one thing that he did, and also it was defensible. Like he said, if if I left them outside, Kane would have died. Like you know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm if you're okay with that, that's fine. But I couldn't have let that happen. Still super shady, though. It was very shady. Absolutely. He was just very nonchalant about it. Yes. 
Which is what, what tipped me off to, to bad vibes. Honestly, also, it was like... Ripley was written as though she knew what was going to happen at the end of the movie. Like, she's like, well, well, what if, what if we all die because the alien was let aboard? Like, you know, like the whole time she's like, well, well, what if you trust Ash? Like, what if he's taking orders from somebody else? Like, (laughs) all of it, all of it. That's why she survived. She knew what was going to happen. She had her head on a swivel. Also, she be. was the one who who went to save Jones the Cat. That's Jones the Cat is plot armor, as I said during the movie. Because if they kill the cat, I will be upset. <laughs> I also did remember the final scene of her like cradling Jones the Cat, and <laughs> and I knew that both of them lived because of that. Good. I, I really like the design of the alien. I yeah. think it's silly. I think it's super silly. I like how it has a second mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little mouth inside its regular mouth. <laughs> I really expected it to start singing me like a little song. I really did. Uh, it didn't do that. Oh. I don't know. Like, oh, the what's it, the props in the movie. Yeah. Like the, the entire ship. The set. The set. The entire set was really cool. I really like the old ship that they went to go investigate. Yeah, I really. It just felt really organic. So when they went to investigate that ship, a lot of that culture. So there's like three races in this movie. There's humans. There's the xenomorph, which also includes the the chest burster and the eggs and all of that. That race of aliens, and then there's also the other organ or the the other culture that was originally attacked. Or something by the aliens, mm-hmm. the big, the big boys, the tall, the tall ones. That's explored a little bit more in the movie Prometheus, which is not a fantastic movie, and I didn't remember it existed until we got to that scene in Alien. Oh, oh, I heard you go. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I it don't really, know. There's so it's... much lore baked into that like five minutes of the movie that mm-hmm. is that. That's not what Alien's about at all. But there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Anyway. Is it a prequel? Is it a... Prometheus is not a prequel, but... Or maybe it is. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I don't know. There's a lot of, like there's a lot of cool little lore things in here that isn't what the story is about at all, which is really cool. Okay. Um... I really don't have much to say about this movie. I'm sorry. It was just a well, good... Well, we can talk about play. the music. What music? Exactly. Tell me about it, right? It, I couldn't breathe because there was very little music, which added to, which added to the atmosphere the mm-hmm. entire time. And when there was music, it was, <laughs> it was silly for some reason. It was. It was. They, they kind of added a little bit at the end that was a little silly. But, like... It reminded me of what we talked about that when we were talking about Halloween, where there was that yeah. scene toward the end where it was just like silent, and yeah. that was a, that happened a lot in this movie. There's and there's a lot of echoes and like machines making noises, yeah, machines just happening. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool and unsettling. If and if I didn't know it was a horror movie, I'd just be like, "Wow, that's a really cool atmosphere for for a ship," but because I know. 
that there's scary stuff gonna happen, I'm on edge the whole time, and any mm-hmm. little noise will make me jitter. Yeah. <sighs> but it was good. It the, the lack of music, like we talked about in Halloween, it really added to the suspense. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that's why, I think, like, suspense or thriller, I guess, would almost be a better category. I don't know. Horror is such a sticky genre for me. I don't know what goes into it because I don't like horror movie g- movies generally, but I like a lot of things that are adjacent to it. Mm. I want to play a little game with you. Okay. I'm going to go through some of the movies we've covered in the past, and I'm going to ask you if they're a horror movie or not, okay? Start with Spy Kids, please. Um, I was going to ask <laughs> if Field of Dreams was a horror movie. No. I know there's ghosts in it, but no. Okay. What about The Sixth Sense? Mm, yes. What about no, Spy Kids? No, it's not. Sixth Sense no. is not. No? No. What about Spy Kids? No. Or, I mean, yes, definitely. What about The Scarecrow? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what that was. No, Scarecrow is not a horror movie. Speaking of forgetting, what about Memento? I forgot we covered that one. Memento is a horror movie. Okay. Now, based <laughs> off of what you said, what consists of a horror movie, Joseph? I have Joseph? no idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely upset i, mean, I, I am you, I couldn't, am. you couldn't give me a solid answer because <laughs> you didn't you you really didn't okay <laughs> moving on from that alien is a horror movie why well i, I because people call it one like i'm <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not my classification <laughs> What would you classify it as? A th- you. Thriller? I don't... Thriller? Okay. Thriller? Like, suspense isn't a genre, but... Is, is jump scare a genre? <laughs> it's not really... Because, okay, no, honestly, honestly, were the jump scares in this movie scary to you? No, not really. Me neither. Honestly, it's not. They... It's not, like, once they rip off... Like, it's it's not ripping off a Band-Aid. It's... it's it's this movie is okay horror movies i think are ripping off the band-aid like they build up they build up they build up and then there's this big ah and like blood and guts and all this nasty and that that moment is ripping off the band-aid and you're like ah and then it passes this movie is like you have a wax strip or something on your arm and you just slowly peel it the whole time you just slowly feel it and then after the jump scare happens or whatever it's like it's just like you're you're taking a little break but you're gonna keep feeling like you're not gonna you're not gonna let up anytime soon so okay so based off of that i just want to know i'm just curious now because we're talking about what makes a horror movie where what is that moment in the perfection for you or do you not consider the perfection of no a perfection horror? is definitely a horror movie? Um, okay, like that moment of ripping off the bandaid. Yeah, it's the. I mean, there's a few of them. There's, there's the bugs. There's the no. There's the there's the cleaver. 
Or the cleaver, yeah. The cleaver. Um, the fight at the end, like when the when the guys start to keel over from the poisoning, mm. and also like moments later in the room with uh, what's his name? I don't want to remember his name, but the mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the the fight, the fight, the guy. A fight scene, the guy, and yeah. there's there's a there's time of prolonged action. Like, there's time of, there's stuff happening. There's, like, people getting stabbed, and there's people getting hurt, and there's, there's you know, intense music swelling. Whereas in this movie, it's like, yeah, I gotcha! Now you're dead. Let's move on to the next thing. Like, they, they don't revel in the gore. They don't revel in the the killing of it. It's, they revel in the building up to that killing. Okay. Okay. It's it's scary, but like I'm not scared. It's just it's just a tense intense ride. It's like a roller coaster. That's not right. That's not right. No, is it like a roller coaster, but it never falls? Uh, yeah. No. No, not quite. I think I honestly think that the the sensation that I get is closest to being on a roller coaster, but it's it just lasts longer than two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like it's just like it takes a long time to feel that in intensity. And that all of that, sorry, none of that to say like mixed in with all of the in, incredible shots. Like mm-hmm. the cinematography in this movie is is to die for. I don't know, man. I I liked I liked it a lot more than the first time I watched it, and I liked it a lot the first time I watched it. And it's certainly not an easy watch. When, you, when we started watching it, you were like, what's my attention rule? And I said, it would grab you. I said, it'll it'll pick up at a certain point and you, you won't be able to look away. Did that happen? Uh, it did. Uh, it happened right after, or at the, the alien bursting out of the chest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After that, I couldn't look away. That's when the movie though. picks up. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like cool, interesting story stuff that happens in the first half, but it's not super important. Right, I was listening and, like, looking, but yeah. I wasn't, like, in it. Me too. I was, like, kind of, like, looking away. I was, like, looking at other stuff and just trying to keep keep tabs on what was happening, but I wasn't really paying attention. And then as mm-hmm. soon as the, as soon as Kane's eating dinner with all mm-hmm. of his friends after coming out of the infirmary, it's like, oh, oh. And that's, right. that happens. I, I took note. He dies. The body count turns to one at exactly one hour into this two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Second did say half that. Is rough stuff the whole time. <sighs> I just feel so good right now. Like I feel happy to be alive. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted too, but like in a good way. I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened to you. Oh no, it's fine. I just feel exhausted after exerting any kind of energy. Fair. Is there anything else you want to say about this movie? I know I've been kind of rambling a bit uh no but i do want to say i love you i love you and i love you listener thank you so much for listening to mock footage <laughs> um seems as good a way if anyway to transition <laughs> out of here instead of being a shoot out of an airlock um ha. you can find us on twitter at mock footage or you can send emails to mock footage at gmail.com you can tell us more about what you think of the show and can suggest movies for us to watch it is worth noting here that 
Um, this is going to be a, a series, <laughs> a two a two movie series. I want Ray to watch this, and I also want him to watch Aliens. Um, not Alien Two. Not Alien Two, because it is, and I'll I'll give you a big spoiler here, Ray. It is different than Alien. Is there is... a pyramid? That's still Alien versus Predator, I probably. I cannot tell you if there's a pyramid or not. Like, you morally can't tell me, or you don't remember? I can't... No, I morally can't tell you by, okay. the, rules, by the rules of this podcast. Um, Fair enough. Uh, and I think eventually, probably sooner rather than later, we're also going to watch Predator, and then we have to watch Alien versus Predator. We absolutely It's a whole thing. It's, it's a an whole entire thing. thing. But next is going to be Aliens, and then we got something else after for you, for you after that, but... Um, thank you so much to Ryan Chongo for the use of Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop. It's available on Bandcamp. And thank you so much to Haley Rose for our introduction every week. Appreciate you. Thank you to Lunar Light Studio for housing us and putting this wonderful podcast into your wonderful home. There I said it. And thank you to Ross Gerson for helping us come up with this beautiful cover art. Um, it's a big part of what makes this show special, I think. What do you think, Ray? I think it's part of what makes my footage my footage. Uh, yeah. Ray, do you have any any closing thoughts? Maybe, maybe the, maybe the alien was. No, no, I don't. Okay. What was your favorite line from the movie? <laughs> See you in space, hell, probably. <laughs> Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. I'm your host, Andy. I hate most things, but I try not to let that get in the way of me enjoying my life. And I'm Evan. I love most things, and it really makes me enjoy my life. I'm Ronnie. On our podcast, Ending Pending, we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. They're like canceled show investigators. That spells CSI. Yeah, it's it's like a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, that was like a joke there. We go episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. And it's not just bad shows. Sometimes we do really good shows. Yeah, like Kings. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Really good. And The Quest. Ooh, love The Quest. Yes. Good choice. Excellent show. And Selfie. Oh, no, not, no, Ronnie, no, no, that was no, a not bad selfie. one. That was, that was, oh. yeah, it was real bad. We didn't like that. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Ending pending. Is it working for you? Oh, yeah.